real quick, at some point tonight, so like, I, I got um, forty. I got a barbecue for dinner, and I ordered it for delivery because I'm lazy, and so I'm waiting for it to get here. And homeboy just called me and like spent five minutes explaining to me that like he like he doesn't know. He's like, oh, I see you're in the seven hundred block of Jones. I'm just I'm not safe with leaving my bike there. It's an electric bike. It's a really nice bike. I'm like, you can bring it inside and you can leave it in the lobby. And he's like. Well, I don't know. I just don't feel safe bringing out, like leaving it outside, and I could maybe carry it up the stairs. And I was like, what? "You could bring it inside and leave it in the lobby." And also, How you have that... an elevator. And he was like, "Oh, well, I don't know. Like, there's just it might be a lot of stairs." And I'm like, "Okay, for the third time, anyway." So, uh, when Stephen gets here, I'm going to go meet him downstairs and get the food. Um, Sounds but... like he might be in the Did wrong line of that? work. The offer. That's like how 90% of porn starts. Yeah, <laughs> no. I, I, I know, but, you know, I'm a guy. I, d- dudes are dumb. We're like, hey, there's even a small chance that this means that I'm going to get laid. I'm going to do it. Have you yeah, seen Have you seen that uh, Have you seen that Neil Brennan sketch? Or, or uh, bit, rather? I don't know. He talks about the fact that, like, for guys, it's like there's always that chance. And he goes through this whole thing about, like, you know, times that he thought it might be on, but it wasn't. And then he like ends his whole stand- thing being where going to Ellen's house, Ellen DeGeneres. And he said he, he came in and she's like, oh yeah, Portia's not here. And he's like, all right. <laughs> it's a chance. <laughs> no, it's just, it's, yeah. I feel like if there's any one thing, it's like, oh, well, can I come up and like leave my bike? And like, it's no dude, it's an apartment building. You can't pull that off here, bro. Speaking of things that people are going to pull off, Cristiano Ronaldo. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. We, we look. You can't. You can't just go in full force. You gotta wet the. You gotta wet the slide a little bit. No, I definitely want to just raw dog it. Hey, if you guys want to, we can just read an intro and get right into David's excitement over the last two days. But I figured you guys. Yeah, wanted I need to, to catch up on Instagram. So let's do that. <laughs> hello and welcome to the complete unprepared podcast my name is david i'm the bike man god i knew that you were gonna say the bike man (laughs) saw that coming from a kilometer away yeah, dude. A kilometer. So now you're so you're yeah, you're the, the uh, reference here. You're, <laughs> you're the race marshal. Uh-huh. Oh God, no. <laughs> uh, I could do that. I could have, that'd be a fun job. It's less fun than you would think. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't have anything. I was gonna say bike woman, but I feel like that's just backing off of of jay's bike man intro yeah that's like it's like inclusive for the sake of being inclusive yes precisely um Um, well yeah so uh, we're just we're just gonna go right to the the place that we've already circled around and which is the obvious starting point of this podcast which is that cristiano ronaldo is returning to manchester united and I am all kinds of levels of excited. 
I I took Friday afternoon off. I <laughs> went and uh, went shopping with Tess, and then came back and watched Manchester United videos and wore my Manchester United jersey. And people were looking at me funny, and it was wonderful. It was a that wonderful, wonderful day. They weren't looking at you funny. They were looking at Tess funny. Like, blink three times if you need help. <laughs> <laughs> no, when the the couple of times that I saw people actually looking at the jersey I was wearing, uh, they they I actually wasn't with her. I was at the liquor store those times. But um, mm. see, David, you now know what it was like to own a Hope shirt in two thousand eight as a minority. <laughs> <laughs> walking around like fuck yeah this seems cool well what's funny too is like when i was at the when i was at the liquor store one guy like looked at me weird like 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 uh, oh oh and and then like went back into the back room and then somebody else was like oh nice shoes because i was wearing my my jordans and, and i was like you know they're they're red they match with the shirt like the whole thing went together and i was like you're looking at the wrong thing dude my my tits are up here like <laughs> <laughs> but really though but no really though i mean he's coming back he's 36 years old and so we need to temper our expectations somewhat <laughs> Yeah, it's coming home. Yeah, that whole that whole fucking thing. No, they've been they've been saying that. Like I've been I've been, you know, all the various people who are actually over in the UK that I follow, um, for specifically for Manchester United purposes, um, we're all losing their goddamn minds with the Viva Ronaldo, Viva Ronaldo, he's coming home, on and on and on. Is there? Like any Manchester United fan who's not excited? Uh pretty much any of them that like you know, like like basically all of the Manchester United fans are excited, and then there's like a couple people over here who are like, guys, he's 36, and we're like, you shut the fuck up right now. And then there's a couple over here who are like <laughs> pending court cases, and we're like, you shut the god shut your goddamn mouth. We're excited. Yeah, the, age, the age thing isn't a problem. But the age thing and the consent thing, that was Right, well, yeah, it is. Yeah, we're excited right now. We're excited. I mean, I'm sure that Manchester United has, you know, its fair share of, you know, skeletons in the courtroom right now. <laughs> Every team that David roots for has a sexual assault case against its best player. Oh, my God. Uh, that is not true. Seattle Sounders. Steelers coming for the sounders that's all i'm saying <laughs> your bad luck charm <laughs> yeah uh My david cheers sexual assault follow <laughs> you know what that's better than the alternative oh. which is me cheering in on sexual assault <laughs> in 2009 when freddie montero played for the sounders uh, freddie montero currently <laughs> plays for the sounders of sexual assault he currently plays for the sounders so i guess i was wrong i didn't know about that but is it the best player? I, I, I intentionally pointed that it's the best player. Uh, he's not the best player, but he is their most historic that is currently on the roster. Yeah, he has Next. been referred to as legend and star. However, no charges were filed against him. Ah, ah, allegations. But there was, there was. Why, why did that article say he's been referred to as legend and star and not referred no, to no, as no. sexual? No, 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 I did not. 
No, I was saying that in oh, the okay. headlines, like it says here, like prosecutors are reviewing a woman's report that Seattle Sounders FC star Freddie Montero. And then this one said, like the headline is, you know Freddie Montero, the Sounders legend and all-time leading scorer. Here's his story off the pitch. Yep. Yep, look, I, so. I, I did this, I did this, However long ago, and I have the document somewhere, if, if you root for any team anywhere, there are shit players in your team. That's just the way it is. I'm going to argue that. Oh, we're going to head downstairs. Nope. As, uh, as a tennis fan, I am uniquely blessed that I don't have to root for an entire team most of the time. Yeah, you get I to just jump from player guy. to player. Yeah, and, when, and as soon as the allegations come out, I'm like, oh, fuck, see ya. Yeah. <laughs> Nice uh, knowing you. Yeah. Yeah. But now no. I get to sit here and just root for Andy Murray, and he's not tarnished by anything because that man is a living saint. And and this is why I, as you guys well know, I I root for the crest, the badge, and uh, I root for the player on the field. I I am not looking for any of these people to be model citizens. <laughs> Rooting for the crest and the badge is some, sounds like some real Blue Lives Matter shit. Wait, friend. what about Cristiano Ronaldo? Uh, you're asking what he did? He's No, I'm saying if you're rooting for him to be on your favorite team. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I root for, for the team, but then I also root for the player on the field, right? I'm not rooting uh, for... Okay. I'm, I'm not looking at Ben Roethlisberger mm-hmm. as a community figure. I'm looking at Ben mm-hmm. Roethlisberger to throw the yards forty yard, throw the ball forty yards downfield and hit Deontay Johnson in stride, which he can no longer do. <laughs> this is something I always think is really interesting. Um, I talk about this in music a lot. Is can you dissociate the artist from the art? And uh, and my my answer is sometimes you know yeah like I do think it's harder in music. I think it's harder in music because of lyrics and mm-hmm. and oftentimes that comes from experiences and stuff and so you're kind of investing in the personality in that way i think it's a lot yeah, easier it, in sports it depends where on, in my opinion it depends on what that problem is right like if it's True. some 41 Derek wibley has a drinking problem i i actually feel bad for you i'm like oh my god i'm sorry man that sucks that's yep. awful but then if it's um lost profits dude who's literally like sexually assaulting babies and shit like that yeah fuck that human being i don't want to listen to anything that has it I don't even want to have to read the articles about him. Yeah. Because I hate him that much. You know but I mean? then that's fucked up. But then let's extend it just one step further. What happens if drinking problem seeps into DUI? Yeah. Again. Right. It, it you, like you it's, start toting the line, and it, I think you have to take it case by case. Yep. Know? DUI not that terrible to me. Getting drunk and crashing into somebody and killing their family a little bit of an issue. Pretty terrible. Yeah. Yep. And the difference between a DUI and drunkenly crashing into somebody is the mistake that happened while you were you already made the mistake. You know what I mean? Like, yep. It's it's know. a it's Sorry. a fine line. Yeah. No. Speaking of mistakes, of after all of that, Stephen forgot the rosé that I ordered with my burger. Oh, you are not getting five stars, sir. <laughs> Yeah, he, 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 uh, I, I stood there for about a couple minutes as he ranted on about, oh, this is nothing. Like, I totally could have brought my bike up here. And normally there's like 10 spots going up. 
That last injury for him to slam stop scared talking. my the living shit out of my cat, by the way. <laughs> Hi. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> hey, Thunder. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Hopefully no you luck. have wine in the apartment. Nope. Oh. I am on the wrong floor. Oh. We have Mick who can, you can convince to bring you alcohol. Oh, no. He's at home. He ain't coming back out. <laughs> he's he is in his zubas right now i'm anyway. just saying girl if i was your man i also wouldn't do that shit come on <laughs> you <have> fucking alcohol. <laughs> yeah i i everyone i i would but i would be fire. trying to come over and drink with you so you know yeah exactly <laughs> hey leave it if if i was dating someone under three months Maybe under six months, then I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do that because I can go over and get laid and that'd be awesome. But after six months or so, you, you reach a period in a relationship where you're like, no, I don't, I, I'm not going to go out of my way tonight. Jesus Christ. It totally depends on what I'm doing. Oh, yeah. If I'm, if I'm in the middle of a podcast, I'm not leaving that. Right. Nothing is more important than the completely unprepared. Podcast. Not a goddamn Seriously. thing. But if I'm, you know, just laying on the couch watching, I don't know, The Lord of the Rings for the fifteenth time, yeah, I'll that bounce. Definitely takes precedence. Nah, I'll bounce. Definitely more important. Far more important. <laughs> um, back to sexual assault. Ring. I mean, back to Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> The biggest problem with this with this transfer, which again, so happy, so very happy, watching just tons of highlights and looking forward to uh, uh, to September eleventh uh, when he makes his debut. Uh, you yes. pause just enough, just long enough to where we can have that as its own sentence clipped. Thank you so much, David. <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful. If you had just like. Run it together, like so excited for September 11th makes his debut. <laughs> you wouldn't have been able to snip that, but you took the breath in between. Mm. The, the breath, the breath is, is important for me to make my make my point, which is it's his debut on that date. Um, it's against uh, Newcastle, and uh, David will always remember 9/11. I I absolutely will, 100. percent um, I will also remember August 27th, which is henceforth known as Ronaldo Returns Day. Um, oh my god, what the fuck are you doing? Kira. No, I'm... Sorry. Oh my god. It's the, 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 the Sounders game is split screen right now. Um, that was, that was one of the worst giveaways I think I've seen in a, in a while from the Sounders. That was horrifying. Um, anyways, we're just going to move on. So, uh, Ronaldo, that's right. When Ronaldo comes back, uh, you know, he helps a lot. Like he's, he's going to help with scoring goals. That's the thing he does. Um, he plays that striker position. We don't really have a great um, we don't have a great presence at that position. We have Cavani and we have Greenwood, who's kind of learning it, and Marshall can fit into that role. But ultimately, none of them can can 
even pretend to be anything near what Ronaldo can can bring to you at that position. The big problem is we didn't deal with the center mid, and one of those guys is Fred, who just is like perpetually misplacing passes. And I'm just I'm 100. We're gonna watch Fred just misplace a pass to Ronaldo, and Ronaldo's gonna lose his fucking mind. It's gonna happen, and when it happens, and I see it, I'm gonna take a video of it. I'm gonna send it to you guys because it's going to happen. Whenever you talk about Fred being a player on your team, it sounds to me like you just grab some guy from the audience. No, like hey, we need a guy because this is Fred, everybody. You know what? Sometimes when he plays, I feel like that's what we might have done. Fred is fucking horrible. And, uh, and to be clear, Fred would be the best team on basically any MLS team. Or excuse me, be the best player on basically any MLS team. But Fred is horrible for the Manchester United uh, uh, midfield spot. It's just it, he just shouldn't be there. He can't he can't consistently hit a a fifteen yard pass. So I need to ask you a very important question about this trip. Um, with Cristiano uh, being added to the team, yes. who do you think he would most likely be in the Lord of the Rings universe if he was one of those guys? Legolas. That's what I was thinking. Uh, no, that one's too easy, dude. He's not, he's not going to be fucking Aragorn because he's, he's not gritty enough. Mm-hmm. You know, Aragorn, sorry, Aragorn. Yes, whatever. I'm not an, an LOTR Trekkie, whatever the equivalent uh, is. Clearly, because Aragorn has a dragon. Bo, leave the phone alone. I just stop licking the phone. I just had to uh, clarify because I am one of those people, and it was hurting my soul to hear. Oh, I know. But no, I agree. I, I think it is Legolas. I that kind of stoic, quiet, super sharpshooter. I think that's him. David, your thoughts? Mm. The problem is... <laughs> I have to hop off real quick. Sorry, guys. Hold okay. on. I'll be right back. The problem is... The answer might be... Like, like so if it was... Oh, that was a great shot. If it was... 12 years ago when he was on United the first time, 100% Legolas, right? Because he wasn't head honcho on the team. He was the mm. most skilled on the team, but he wasn't head honcho. Mm. He's coming into this this team. He's going to be head honcho. He's going to be uh, uh, Aragorn level of guy on this team. Um. But that's literally the only comparison between the two of them. Uh, so, so if there was a crossover between those two, like, I guess the crossover between the two at this point, right? 36 years old, kind of the twilight of his years. He's done it once. Now he's coming back to do it again. Could he be the, what's the guy's name? The Elf King? Um... The guy who told, uh, who told, fuck's his name. In that one scene where he's standing in Mount Doom telling whatever the guy's name is to throw it into the fire. Oh yeah, cast the ring into the fire. Yep, and the guy doesn't do it. The guy who was Um, saying throw it in. 
Say again? Elrond Hubbard. Elrond. Elrond. Elrond Hubbard. Yes. That's who I think at this point Ronaldo uh, most, m- most closely fits. We can agree that he's an elf. Oh, certainly, because because he's he's easily the most skilled on the team, hmm. and I I mean maybe maybe other will others will disagree with me, but the the elves always struck me as the most skilled of the of the groups. Oh no, that's one hundred percent. Yeah, because they're all like super old and just right do very tactful things. Yep. And they're also very light of foot because they weigh like fifteen pounds each or something like that. Which is honestly amazing that somehow elves weigh less than dwarves. I think it's so in my brain it's always been the same thing with like birds like if you ever look at the the internals of a bird bone uh it's not hollow all, or it's not solid all the way through it's almost hollow and they have this like hexagonal shape of uh gook in between the bones i don't know the proper word I let's call it like marrow their bone marrow yeah, yeah it's kind of like marrow but it means that their their bones are like super light right imagine has it has a lot of consistency with that and then you know magic muscles <laughs> Magic Muscles, which honestly should have been the name of the club that Magic Mike was working at. Magic Muscles. (laughs) Magic Mike. (laughs) (laughs) That's uh, that's the name of my Lord of the Rings themed fucking strip club that I'll open one day. Male strip club. Magic Muscles. Magic Muscles. That's where you'll get uh, you'll you'll get Who wants the various. To see where I keep my one ring. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> people who've been there before are just looking at the newcomers. Are like it's a cock ring. Just shut up. Just let it let it happen. <laughs> one thing to rule them all. One thing to find them. One thing to take, lead them all into darkness and bind them. No, 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 no. We're not doing that part tonight. That's not. No, that's on Thursdays. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm sitting in DJ booth like, yeah, no, keep going, keep going. <laughs> God damn it! No binding on Wednesdays. <laughs> and then eventually, as the crowds thin out, it just turns into a big D and D session. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> this is what we were going for all along. We just couldn't get the bank to loan us money. It's, we started as a strip club and then we eventually pivoted to D and D housing. <laughs> it's like it's like OnlyFans being like, you know, we really all along wanted to be Patreon, but we had to start as a porn company and try to pivot. <laughs> well, they're back to porn again. No, no, I saw that. I saw that, but uh, that just means it didn't work out for them. Took that out of context, by the way. It was like only extremely sexually explicit content on there, so you could still show titties. You oh just yeah, couldn't get cream pied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anymore, but. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, I think a lot of people misconstrued that as... Well, did people it. misconstrue it, or were they just purposely vague with their wording? <laughs> <laughs> I think if they would have been closer with their wording, I don't think it would have been as big of an issue. Exactly. They, they were... They said, and, like, when I saw the wording, I was like, I think I know what you're saying, but nobody's going to get that. Yeah, I think the wording should have been, like, they're taking away hardcore pornography or something like that. Yeah. Not even that. Just say like like, mm. just yeah. We're, oh, we're yeah. taking out. You, you say hardcore, act, and then you just, it turns out that it just means all sexual acts. Yeah. Uh, 
But they've reverted their stance because... <laughs> because they yeah, suddenly found know. out that they didn't want to lose their entire clientele. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I feel like running a porn website would be the worst job in the world. Um, it's... Not only could you not tell anybody about it, but there's also the job that you have to do, which is you have to search through for um, child pornography and extreme sexually aggressive pornography. And that having to see that all day would just ruin your fucking life. And if you thought the calls for Twitter and Facebook to have an ethics board were... were... <laughs> yeah. like all of, that, all of that just... None of it sounds fun. No, no, it does not sound like a good time. Fortunately, uh, if my understanding is correct, it's done by a Ukrainian dude has, who has some super sketchy past, so everything's fine. <laughs> I've watched movies. <laughs> there was a, I think there was, a, there was like a, a news story that turned into a podcast I was listening to where they were talking about it. <clears throat> I'll be right back as well. All right. My alcohol seems to be empty, and I need to fix that. I'm just going to sit here and, and touch my nipples thinking about Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, same. Nope, there it is. You people listening, you wish this was a video podcast. Alrighty. Did you know that smoked cream cheese is a thing? Um, No, but that sounds like believable. I'm yeah. not even explicitly know it, but it doesn't surprise me. My dad, uh, my dad made it today, and uh, he's taunting me with it. I'd, I'd, I'd like his smoked cream cheese cake. That sounds awesome. Look at this. That is smoked oh. cream cheese. It's not very clear, though. Hold on. Can you... Yeah. You, you could always just send it to me. You do have that ability. Uh, I don't think I do. Can't you just screenshot it and send it to me, Jimmy? No, no, I I was just being silly. I was literally doing it while I said oh. I didn't think I could. I was like, <laughs> you were convincing. You were convincing. No, was good. I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm glad that I can, uh, you know, I've been watching Catch Me If You Can all day. So, you know, I've gotten pretty good at, at. Uh, I haven't seen that movie in forever. I remember really liking it, though. I've never seen it before, and I stopped it with 30 minutes to go because I had to make dinner. So I don't know the ending. <laughs> Oh, um, so you don't even know that he dies at the end? No, I had no, I had no idea, Shit. no idea that he was the uh, sole perpetrator <laughs> of the nine eleven attacks. <laughs> I uh, haven't seen that movie in forever, so I don't actually. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, the the first like a, it's like Leonardo DiCaprio's a con man. That's all I remember. Tom yeah. Hanks trying to hunt him down. Yep. That's all I really remember. That and I, I remember liking it. Yeah, no, it, it's when, uh, it's a very Leonardo fun DiCaprio's. movie. It's a very fun movie. Yeah, that was when he's doing like a lot of Oscar bait movies. Yep, and I mean he still does those until he got it well, up until whatever. Yeah, and then he got it. Now he can just cash in on paydays. He's gonna be in the yeah. next Fast and the Furious movie. I heard. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. Great. He can. He would fit in there actually. I think. I, um, he, oh yeah, he could. He could definitely pull that off. Yeah. What about what would be F ten? Uh yeah, which I think we should just call Fountain. <laughs> I'd have to go with Fio. 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 But they already did it, an episode in Rio, so they can't go back there. I think it was like Fast and Furious Six. They could call it Fting Crazy. <laughs> Fast and the Who Gives a Fuck? You're gonna watch it anyway. <laughs> Fast and the Family. Yeah. Kira once claimed that that was her favorite movie of all time because Kira used to be a bro. 
you know, I think deep down, once you're a bro, you never you never stop being a bro. She also used to say that. Um, oh God, what was what was the most bro movie to say was your favorite movie? Um, I don't know, probably Boondock like Saints. Was that the movie? Yeah, Boondock Saints would be a, would be one. The other yeah, one would be like. I think that's what she used to say. Yeah. I feel like I feel like you know, I think the movie's called Crank. Oh, dude, Crank is a great movie. Is that that's the one with Jason Statham, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I that's... mean, it's not it's not like a tour de force movie, but it's just one of those really fun movies. Yeah, yeah. Where he just got his heart's gonna stop if he doesn't keep his adrenaline up, so he just runs around. Yep. Doing dumb shit. Yep. Doom is a solid. Public. Doom is a solid bro movie. The, like the remake with uh with the rock yeah that's right i forgot they did that yeah i'm sure those are all kira's favorite movies because she's a bro 100 she went to arizona state i mean that's where that's what <laughs> bros do they go to arizona state <laughs> they do they bro down over in arizona state shout out jimmy lake <clears throat> yeah um sports <laughs> sports yeah so we've we've gone now for we're we're Do knocking on we're knocking on forty minutes it. and uh, we uh, we've only talked about Cristiano Ronaldo. What was it? Mm-hmm. What was it that you asked? Do you watch any of the preseason yet? I I have watched a total of uh, like probably a game's worth of snaps of the preseason. Yeah, I, I watched a lot of the highlights. And that's that's there's what been, I'm getting been, at. Yeah, there there have been some good ones, but I don't know. I just I don't like the preseason that much, which is weird because I like all the players that play in the preseason. It just, it doesn't really say anything to me. You know, my like, I always... my problem with the preseason is that it happens at the same time as real events for other sports. Yeah, like I'm just gonna watch the other sports and I'll wait for your real events to get started, and then I'll look up the highlights because like I'm I you know as we're doing our dynasty draft and stuff, I'm looking up like how are players like actually performing mm-hmm. in the preseason. And as I'm getting yeah. ready for drafts, I'm like, okay, is it going to be Justin Fields or is it going to be Andy Dalton? You know, shit like that. But the only thing I look for in the preseason is mostly with just quarterbacks, but in general, just poise. Uh, yeah, the... I remember looking at Dak Prescott and yep. thinking, wow, this kid is NFL ready. Yep. You know, like he looks ready to play. He's got the poise in the pocket. He's throwing the ball, taking hits, and he has no issue with it. He's not looking afraid, but like. I remember, seeing him in the pre- draw. I remember seeing him in the preseason and thinking he looks like what Russell Wilson looked like in the preseason. Yeah. But yeah. And, uh, that's, and he got the job a little earlier than he expected. But Yeah. Know. Yep. When Tony Romo died. Rest in peace. <laughs> um, but no, Just I... Remember. The 2008 Lions were undefeated in the preseason. I And I remember that every time, especially when my team is like doing badly in the preseason, which the Steelers are not playing particularly great. Um, oh. just, just remember, like, it doesn't mean anything. The, the coaches are, are really the coaches are literally trying shit that they wouldn't do in the regular season to see if it will work. Yeah, or get some readings on it. Or they're calling <laughs> certain plays that, like, wouldn't make sense in the actual progression of the game because they go, oh, we want to see this guy rushing into a spot that he shouldn't be rushing into. Like, shit like that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just testing stuff. Yeah. 
So you yeah, really can't put any. Been a big preseason guy, and it's like especially bad, you know, right now because like the Seahawks just lost some really big players, including Ben Burkirvan. I don't know if he's back yet or not. I haven't been paying enough attention. Yeah. But that's what I hate about the preseason is you're just watching guys die. Tony yep. Romo's a perfect example. Well, Travis. Luckily for the Cowboys, they got uh, Dak Prescott right then. But... Yep. Still. But it, it, you, who knows, right? But Travis Etienne is out for the year. J.K. Dobbins is out for the year. Just like it, it just sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, like in in a lot of these cases, not all of them, but in some of these cases, they're they're like non-contact injuries where you kind of look at it and go like, non-contact's the worst. No, it's the worst because like you're gonna miss the whole season stuff, but like. I don't place the same kind of like, oh, it's such a shame because it was the preseason kind of stuff on it, right? Because it's like, yeah. it could have just easily as happened in the regular season. It's stuff where like somebody rolls up on, on you know, an office of linemen or something like that, where I'm just like, God, that sucks so much because it was the preseason. Like, <clears throat> But I'm excited for the season coming up. Super excited. Uh, yeah. This is my favorite time of year for... Uh, sports yeah like this week is my is the best it's u.s open in tennis it's opening weekend of college football you got a little bit of nfl going on yep uh it's just everything is well, going on. not just a little bit of nfl not just a little bit of nfl we have we have fantasy drafts yeah that lead into the nfl yep and then you've got at least this year because it's a world cup uh qualifying year um, we're about to have about nine days of World Cup qualifiers. Um, like, if you're in Reno on Sunday, like you said, there's going to be a U.S. men's national team qualifying game on that Sunday. Oh, dang. <clears throat> yeah, all fun. It's just yeah. it's going to be a good time. Very excited for it. Yep, best best time of the year for sports. It's just all, and and on top of it, like, no matter what team you root for, you get to be excited because nobody's out of it yet. Yep. I will talk. I'm going to take a moment to talk tennis. Uh, yep. Because we have a very rare moment uh, coming up upon us. And uh, that is the fact that Djokovic uh, has a, if he has a good two weeks here, he will do something that has not been done in a very long time, which is uh, he will be the first man since, uh, Rod Laver, I think, in the 60s to win a calendar Grand Slam. That means you win all four major events, the Australian Open, the French Open, the uh, Wimbledon, and uh, the U.S. Open. And while I am very vocally not a fan of Novak Djokovic, that is an amazing feat. And if he is able to pull it off, it will be nothing short of spectacular. Uh, I, I do, I will put it in the addendum, He'd be the first man since Rod Laver to do it, uh, as Steffi Groff did it in '89. I want to say it might have been '90s. Oh, has Serena not done it? Because if I had seen that on a trivia question, I would have guessed that she had. Serena Williams uh, has historically struggled at the French Open because it really doesn't play to her game, and she came two matches away in 2015, I believe it was, when she lost to Roberta Vinci. And you don't know who Roberta Vinci is just as much as I don't know who Roberta Vinci is. Well, I do know her brother, Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> yeah. She is Italian. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so at the U.S. Open, she was – all she had to do was win two matches. Uh, it was such a weird 
semis and quarters because or semis and final because Serena loses to uh, Roberta Vinci, who is nobody. Flavia Panetta, who is also nobody, wins in her match. So it's two Italians uh, who are basically no names, essentially. Uh, Panetta versus Vinci. And then after Panetta wins it, she says, all right, thank you guys so much. And now I'm announcing my retirement. And it was like, oh. who are you? <laughs> You finally broke through, and we're just sitting here like, "Who the fuck are you?" Like everybody was like, right, it was like doing the research and writing up the articles of like new up and comer, and she's gone. <laughs> it was so weird. Um, she was a doubles player, I think is the name. This is the reason why I hadn't heard of her as much, but yeah, yeah, 2015, and then she was gone. Huh? But yeah, that, that year uh, <clears throat> was the only year that uh, Serena was close to getting the calendar slam dang um and just fell short that's right serena you ain't shit no (laughs) (laughs) yeah serena only has three wins at the french which is which is a lot for a normal person but right uh for her it's not i'm looking up when steffi groff got hers Yeah. The nice thing about this is that uh, in 1988, Steffi Groff become, became the. Uh, oh, she actually became the only. Ten- I thought she was she only won the calendar slam, but she actually became the only tennis player of all time to win the golden slam, which is Ooh. all four majors and the Olympics. I knew that. I knew that. Gold. Yeah, Djokovic, despite uh, the Olympics being this year will not be getting a Golden Slam no matter what because uh, he lost in the semis in a pissy fit meltdown. He can still get a bronze in Slam. Uh, yeah. Well, he can't get a bronze in doubles because he forfeited his doubles match, his mixed doubles mm-hmm. match, when he had a hissy fit on the court and left his opponent, or left his partner high and dry. Oh, that and, hissy fit? He had a partner for that? Mm-hmm. I well, didn't even realize that. Fits, but... The most famous one, yeah, was he was playing mixed doubles and he had a fit, hissy fit and left and forfeited the match in his bronze medal match, meaning that he forfeited and his opponents won the match. So his partner was just sitting there like, what the fuck? I had no idea that he had a partner for that. That's super shitty. So, mm-hmm. As if it are, wasn't already shitty more. enough. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't matter to him. Well, of course, because Djokovic, he's going for a Djokovic bronze. The, he's Djokovic he's Ricky Bobby. If you're not the first, you're last. Around him, and we're all just lucky enough to be in here with him. Well, and to be honest, like I don't know. So this is, <clears throat> I kind of don't like. I mean, I get it in things like like a race, right? Like like first, mm-hmm. second, third, gold, silver, bronze, right? But I don't really like it in the case of like like the third place match of a world cup or the third place match of Olympics team sports. Like, I don't, I don't really like that. Like, I just kind of go like, like, yeah, you, you didn't win. So like you, you didn't get it. Yeah. Uh, I understand that. Like I might feel differently about that if I was a world-class athlete who had worked my entire life for this and wanted to see some kind of outcome for it and might want to have seen a bronze medal 
to commemorate the amount of work I put into it. Totally get that I might have a different opinion on it there, but being the guy on the side, like I just, when it comes to like the team sport kind of competition like that, it's like, I just don't, I don't really care about a bronze medal. Sure, you don't care, and I get that. That's yep. fine. But, like, Stojanovic, his partner, career singles titles, zero on the WTA. Yep. Career doubles titles, two on the WTA, um, which, not a lot. 25 years old. That bronze medal would have meant a fuck ton to that person. Right. And Djokovic doesn't care, because Djokovic believes that uh, – yeah. We're all just lucky enough to live in Djokovic's world. He makes that very clear all the time. He doesn't care. He's This is the same guy that put on a tournament last year in the middle of COVID, was out partying in, the, in clubs, had plenty of pictures going on. And uh, when one player tested positive, by the way, multiple players tested positive after this, but the first player who tested positive, he blamed that player and said it was so unfortunate that Dimitrov had come there and ruined it for them and uh, refused to apologize for putting on the tournament. Do you know how easy that PR situation is? Like, yep. you wanted to put on the tournament. Great. This shit happened and it didn't go well. You say, you know what? I'm sorry. We put, we put on this tournament. We shouldn't have. Things went bad. I hope Dimitrov is okay. From Hon- honestly, it's so easy. Honestly, you didn't no, even need to say we shouldn't have. Everything wrong. You didn't even need to say we shouldn't have. Even if that is the, the truth of it, you could have said everything else and been fine. Yeah. Honestly, you're right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But anyway, I can rant about tennis players all. The point is, I'm very excited to see what happens in the U.S. Open. Uh, I'm very excited to see Naomi Osaka making her return again. I hope that she is able to find whatever she needs to get through everything that's going on. I hope I know that the U.S. Open in particular has announced that they're doing a lot of things to help uh, with mental issues, things like that, um, and give the players some time to breathe after matches because that's that was one of the major complaints. Is, you know, you, you come off of a match and you're all worked up emotionally, and then you have to yep. start answering these questions. I know they said that they're going to work on that. I don't agree. I know I, I, I hear a lot of people talk a lot of times and they'll say, well, I don't even watch press conferences. I don't even know why we even have them. And like, sure, you don't listen to the press conference. I don't listen to press conferences all the time. But it is used, they're used so much. Yep. So I don't necessarily agree that there's no point to press conferences. Can they be better? Absolutely. I don't disagree with that. Yep. But I, 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 don't, I don't think that Oh, there's no point to even have press conference. Like, dude, you read headlines and you read stories all the time. Where do you think that those headlines and those things that those players are saying comes from? It's fucking press conferences. Like, right. And and there there are a lot of times where um, where something happens in a match or in a game where uh, you at home or the people covering it are going like, I wonder what they were even thinking when they did that thing. Well, yeah, I, I know how we could find that out. Yeah. You know, well, or at least like, have oh, an opportunity to find that out. Absolutely. Well, then, like, people are always like, oh, well, you can find out everything you want from the Twitter. It's like, no, you can't. No. If you think that we can replace press conferences, like, if first of all, if you think 
press conferences are canned, boring answers, and you think that Twitter is going to be the answer to that? Yeah. You're fucking mind. Like you're never. But like, how, you how don't often? Even hear from the player that often? Like yeah, when they're oftentimes they're tweeting, it's not them. Oftentimes, Twitter is just sharing the press conferences too. Yeah. <laughs> well, and like so many times, it's a PR manager that's on their Twitter. Yeah. It's like. Sure, they use their Twitter too, but a lot of the things they write are not their words. So, don't get me wrong. I, I, I think we can be better. I just, I hear a lot of rhetoric and I don't know. This is my platform to get my two cents on it. But yep, I am excited. No. I, I, I do want, I do hope Naomi Osaka finds some peace and figures out what she needs to because, I don't know, I saw a press conference there like a week ago and she cried a very straightforward question, and if that's going to be the case, I think she's a couple months away from retiring, which would be a huge bummer for the sport. Yeah, I well, but here's the thing: is she she clearly is somebody who is, uh, regardless of what you think about her in one way or the other, she's clearly somebody who puts thought into it into things. So even oh, yeah. if she retired and she disappeared, it would be bad for the sport, but it, I don't think it would be the last that we heard from her. And so no, yeah. I, even if she did that, I would be, I would almost be more interested after that to see what, what we were going to see from her next. I think she's going to find a lot more happiness in life and a lot more meaning in life mm -hmm. uh, when she retires. Cause I, I've seen a lot of the work that she's already done and I wholeheartedly believe she'll spend most of her life doing a lot of charity work and, uh, As opposed like to Serena, who's going to be a Nike athlete who's married to the mm -hmm. Reddit guy. <laughs> she, she's not, she's not going to work again. <laughs> she's like, I'm good. I'm just taking care yeah. of the kids. No, yeah. no. She she might have some shit she's doing. I'm just being silly. But, it, yeah. I'm not expecting know. anything out of her. She's on Serena are very much influenced by her personality on the court uh, over many, many years. Yeah. And that thus are very uh, geek, I will say. Yep. I have watched her since she was... I've watched her since I was a kid and since she was a kid. And in that time, I've seen her bitch moan, complain, scream at people, threaten to murder Lions people, not even 2009 US Open semifinals against Martina Hingis. Go look it up. It's there. Um, like yep. I, I've seen her do some very horrible things so I have some very strong opinions against her I understand that a lot of people see her as this icon I think a lot of times people just want to build up a black woman because she's a black woman and when you say I support black women you look better I think a lot there's a huge amount of virtue signaling and that doesn't mean you can't like her and think that she's good. I just think that a lot of times, like, again, I'm just, this is very anecdotal, but I've gone through Twitter threads and seen people be like, to say that she has an ounce of disrespect in her bones is ridiculous. And it's like, you don't watch tennis, shut the fuck up. Yep. Because you're out of your fucking mind if you think that. Yep. She is a very disrespectful player. She's gotten better over the years, and I will give her that, like, the, the shit that happened when she was going against Osaka was bad. But yep. That wasn't the worst I've seen of her. Like, right. She still brought it back after a little bit, I think. Yep. But, I, I think, yeah. yeah, it's, it's part of this recent run where, and you and I have talked about this multiple times where, uh, 
if, if you if you truly want to advocate for people you can't just you can't just do it uh you can't just do it as part of a trend you, you have to really be in it mm-hmm. because if you do it as part of a trend you end up finding yourself advocating for people who don't deserve it as much as other people do yeah and i think the one that is a really complex issue that i find is i find that a lot of people will say uh like they'll build up serena for example because yeah. they will say here's a black woman who has been persecuted because she's a black woman in a very white sport accurate yep but they'll start going i don't want people to think i'm racist so let me tell everybody that i support this person and it starts to build this thing where you're like she's perfect she's beautiful she's wonderful and i'm not racist and you actually are still being racist because you end up otherizing these people who are minorities and whatever by saying that they're any different because Oh, she's a strong black woman. Yep. She's just a person. Like Sim- you have to treat everybody like people. Like similarly, you can some acknowledge are fucking terrible. Similarly, you, they- you you can acknowledge that like that that th- there are difficulties that people of color will have because mm-hmm. of circumstances that are largely attributed to that fact in the way that society treats them, but you can end up advocating for that in a way that you suddenly are starting to sound like you're saying that they are going to have a harder time because of the skin color. And it slowly ekes into this accidental racism. Mm -hmm. And it's an affirmation of that. Not, not only you slowly reinforce, but it is an an absolute fact. And that if you are in that situation, it'll always be that absolute fact. Right. And then yeah. you start to accomplish the opposite because now you have yeah. now you have five, six, seven year olds who are hearing this and start to mm-hmm. internalize that as I'm going to have such a hard life because of my skin color, as opposed yeah. to what we're really trying to fix, which is which is not having that be the case. Exactly. And it's a hard thing to talk about, too, because like if you want to tell someone they're wrong for that. You, it's it's really hard to emphasize that and explain that point because their spirit is right. Like, I, I think when someone does that, they're not intending to do anything wrong. Yeah. They want to say, hey, I want people to be equal. Mm-hmm. But you can't do that by otherizing them at the same point. Yeah. You have to treat them as people. Fred isn't people. trying to pass the ball to the other team. He's just not very good <laughs> at soccer. <laughs> exactly that's my point is that fred is just not a good player in the epl oh well i i think i think we solved all of the world's problems uh and oh no sounders are gonna lose (sighs) 2-0 i still think my favorite late night sign off was um jim gaffigan Anyway, my name is Jim Gaffigan. I think we can all do better. Thank you. Good night. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Yeah. I think we can all do better. And I say these things. I'm not perfect either. I'm always working and trying to change. I think we can all do better. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you what. The Sounders sure can. Sure can do better. (laughs)
goddamn Timbers going to beat them 2-0. But hey, if you take this score and you add it to the other one, Sounders still win 6-4. So go fuck yourselves. Oh, that's a beatdown. 6-2. That was uh, that was the game that Joe that and I were at. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was glorious. It was glorious. But uh, it doesn't feel quite as good right now. Oh, another another quick little sports tidbit. Chip Kelly is now, uh, for the first time at UCLA, over a 500 record. Oh, because he had one game? Yeah, he's 1-0. <laughs> Who'd he beat? I think this... I think this is his uh, this is his year to start really growing. Yeah, because now he's had enough not, enough years to get his recruits gonna... in, right? What's up? Because he's had enough years now to get his recruits mm. in. Yeah, I mean, even last year was so helter skelter. It was like they would have a terrible half followed by like an amazing second half. I, I, I just think he didn't have his players and he didn't have the system figured out yet. But... And with COVID stuff, I just can't really hold it against anybody. It's just so up and yeah. down. My point is, we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about who they beat. It's fine. It must have been Hawaii then. <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> <laughs> because if it was Oregon, I'd have known about it. And anybody else, you wouldn't have said that for. So. to go over to this week let's uh i I think we even we can just make fun of bike man in the intro um bike man i i I hope that's what he thinks of himself as i mean bro like i get that you're on a bike like that's cool he even has his helmet on in his driver profile photo but like you're the one who signed up to be in a, a food delivery guy like this is on you I mean, I'm going to send you guys this picture and you're going to tell me that uh, it checks out. Bike man. Oh my God, that's bike man. Oh! This is bike. That's bike man who who goes to Bike-a-Palooza. His favorite food is maybe Mediterranean (laughs) vegetarian. (laughs) And he also knows English and French. Oh, Jay's response is wonderful. Kira, if you've oh, if you've Jesus seen uh, hell. Yeah, does, does that does that reference make sense to you? Uh no, actually it does not. <laughs> One Punch Man. It's from One Punch Man. Oh, it's God. the the guy who's uh he's like the basically the lowly superhero uh who basically is not worth anything but is always shows up and is super energetic about it oh god bless and people love him even though he's useless because he keeps accidentally getting credit for the main character's actual works